0: Hey everyone, welcome to Mastering the Storm. I'm your host, Al Dapp, and I'm joined by Wenzeltron. How's it going, Eric? How was your week?
1: Not too bad. It's been, uh, you know, the weekend was HGC filled, and then uh, Monday, which I didn't even realize, was the launch of BFA, so that, you know, back into the void, as they say. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was gonna kind of snuck up on me too because of the global launch. You right, know, I was expecting it on Tuesday. Was, my uh, collector's sure. edition. My collector's edition didn't arrive until Wednesday. So.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> so you so you got the physical collectors.
0: Yeah, I okay. always buy the physical. One.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I, I haven't bought one of those, but I got the uh, digital one, so I'll get the mounts and stuff for heroes and whatnot.
0: Yeah, that's what I had to do. I had to buy the digital one I had to make sure I had it, so that then I'll get the credit. <laughs> being all crafty with their marketing there yeah
1: i know the cross the cross promotion <laughs> yeah but just in general for for bfa stuff um the you know there's no server hiccups except for the high pop surfers there's about five or six i think that people are saying and then uh i didn't have any issues i had one issue with character load screens on monday night and then after that i relogged and it was fine since then like zero issues and it's been smooth sailing and probably one of the best intros to an expansion I've had in a long time, which is yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, it's definitely pretty. <laughs> it was definitely very controversial with the way that they kind of introduced the uh, the war you know, mm-hmm. with uh, Sylvanas doing her thing. And then, you know,
1: I think the slow build, it kind of felt like.
0: Yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is like we kind of question her. Is she always selfish in this? But you know, there is this theory about the Azerite itself where it enhances armor. But also, it can affect people, they think. And like, it makes people more ambitious or more. Um,
1: oh, like a mercury yeah, poisoning, kind, yeah,
0: of. <laughs> kind of? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Because, like, in the, I think in your, in the Jaina intro, now I'm not Alliance, so I don't, I, am, I just yeah. I watch the videos. Um, but you see Jaina's mother, and she's got this woman next to her, her advisor, and she's got one of the, um, part of Azeroth's around her neck. And that's when he's supposed to be for the heroes. Oh, so.
1: I didn't, I thought that was right, but I hadn't connected the dots.
0: Yeah, so there's a theory that these uh, the the azarite itself is corrupting people and making them more ambitious, or you know, it may not be corrupting them, but it's affecting them, and thus you know everyone's being affected. So it's not as black and so the it's not as black and white as she's evil as maybe she's in, under the influence of Azerite, as is everyone else. And Power corrupts,
1: as they say, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: yeah, so cool. I thought it was an interesting theory. I mean, it made me. Enjoy the expansion a little bit the, more. Yeah, I the mean, intrigue. To be honest there. with you, to be honest with you, when I saw the Burning of the World Tree, I was like, "This is not the Horde. This is not my War Chief." You know, I mean, right? Yeah, the Horde is about honor, and I really was kind of demotivated to play. To be honest with you, I wasn't really looking forward to it after that. You yeah, because I kind of felt, well, I mean, the Horde is like thrall. You know, thrall greens. I love thrall. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <You know>, so <laughs> it's like. You know, we had, yeah, you know, we had to set back with uh, Garrosh, but, you know, I mean, for the most part, we made it right, you know, so I do think that Blizzard's got some, you know, long plans, though, and, I you know, uh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening. I mean, it's funny, it's, this is the first time the trolls have actually got a, a city, you know, I mean. Yeah, you're right. Normally the they're, trails, like,
1: relegated to the outsiders, kind of.
0: So I think the next expansion, it's going to be a you know a gnome expansion. The gnomes are going to get, get their get their day and get the their heyday.
1: Mechator yeah. got a new mech in the, uh, the Siege of Lorderon so Oh got- yeah, I like,
0: yeah, yeah. saw <laughs> And I'll be honest with you, that siege, you know, the whole battle scene. I hope that the uh, war the war mode is like that. Yeah. You know, where you, when you come out of those ramparts, you feel like you're in a battle. You know, it's kind of it's a battle on rails, but it still feels like it's a battle.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels nice. Like It really feels like they're really getting good at making a narrative within a questing structure, if that makes sense. Like before you could kind of play the entire game and never really feel the story. But like right now you feel very immersed in it. At least that's my like interpretation of it.
0: Yeah. The only challenge of that is if you skip story elements like I didn't play seven uh, three. Right. So I had all these quests popping up you to go do the breadcrumb quests. So they were kind of forced upon me. And there was no easy way to just say no or ignore. So while well, I do like the narrative and I think it's a good, you know, it's definitely the evolution of the game, I'm a little concerned about the, you know, the amount of hitting me over the head that I got to do the narrative sometimes, mm-hmm. especially like when I'm catching up, you know, and stuff. So, I mean, good and bad. You know. But I, overall, you know, I, the story has been kind of interesting so far. You yeah, know? it feels and, good. It's back, but the grind is back. Well, I think they've done. It's not as done bad. Done. Yeah, it, I mean, you felt like you had to grind EP when you had the artifact.
1: Yeah. Here,
0: here you know, you you can you'll get massive amounts of, uh, as right, you know, um, from doing like some some of the world quests and the um, other faction, but then most of it comes from your uh, your uh, expeditions and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. It, it just doesn't feel like before, like because you weren't switching weapons, but you had to go power up your artifact weapon. It had that like built in delay cycle of yeah. your level grind, whereas now you can kind of, you know, build in your your delays a little bit better and streamline your stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, we'll it see in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is like I said to myself, you know, I'm just going to play a little bit and then I'm just gonna <laughs> go back to the years. I haven't played Heroes since uh, probably Sunday. <laughs> so, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely puts a rink wrinkle on my Heroes of the Storm play. I
1: yeah. know that's but that's been my problem. I haven't really been able to sit down. I played one game of rank yesterday and a few games here and there. And we'll get into what I've been playing lately because I've I've after HGC I got more thoughts brewing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So. You know,
0: yeah. Well, we'll talk about my thoughts about HGC too. Yeah. But, uh, what, so you produced a white pain video the last week and I, thought, and I thought that was fun because you did the e-build, which I really hadn't did up until I watched yeah. the it. Tri- then I went and tried it and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. So. Yeah,
1: it, it was it was my I played two games prior to that because before we did our podcast last week, I played one game and then I played another one and then I recorded the video. Um, and basically my thought process, as I said in the video, was we had a re- they had a really like dive poke heavy comp. And so I was like, okay, if they're going to go in, they're all going to go in together. And so I'm like, let's try and get as much E value as possible. And the the mechanic of the E talent at level one is kind of like a rainer. It's like, if there's a slow root or stun, it'll do bonus damage on the secondary hit, I believe. And I was just like, okay, that's a cool talent. And I was playing around before with the level four mana return on E. And Mm -hmm. I played another game with that. And that talent is just so busted when you can get like two to three hits on a hero uh, you can get it's like thirty mana on hit, and you you can go from like half mana to full mana if you get like multiple hits on, on like two heroes. It's pretty crazy, and I was like, okay, you don't really need to worry about going oom um if you take that talent. Um, and it, I think to, for a skill level perspective, it's, it's less demanding for for new players getting used to the hero because you're not, uh, trying to use your, uh, W, with the self root mechanic as as on cooldown even though it's really strong Mm -hmm. uh but self-rooting yourself just gives players that have higher skill level on damage or tanks to just capitalize on it and basically you're dead and if you're dead you're not learning the hero (laughs)
0: right so so you um with the e-build though uh i still find the range is a little bit yeah short i mean that's that's exactly what i was gonna say too like you feel like you're like you want to cast her like further along and it's like you know she only has like you know say 30 percent of that range yeah like, yeah
1: oh. i i definitely agree with that and that was one of the things i think that's why i wanted to use it too because i you 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 mentally want to um have a farther range on it like you just think it should but it doesn't um the only other thing is that it it feels weird when you're not like laning against another hero like you really are useless I, in a pve situation um other than that um i forget who it was Is it a critic kitten on heroes hearth uh they came out of the article about just white main by the numbers basically and looking at like what people's talents are like after the first week of release and basically everyone is going the q build right now for uh one mm-hmm. and four and basically mm-hmm. what that lets you do is if you're not as skilled of a player you can basically uh, get
0: use be- a, better use burst a, healing. Use a, yeah, basically use it as a heal, yeah.
1: Yeah, you better burst drug, healing yeah. plus a shield. And the shield yeah. is just really useful. And then I think at seven, once you hit two stacks of Desper- desperation, you get it zeal on yourself. So that just removes another micromanaging tool because uh, one thing I noticed is, like, if I go dive on and I forgot to p- cast zeal on myself and I'm, like, doing damage, I'm like, oops, I'm not healing myself, and all of that damage is wasted and I'm going to die. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And not paradox did a uh, video too. He said that um, yeah, you know, he feels that she needs some nerves because she's a little bit too too good at this point. I didn't have a chance to really fully watch it, but I mean, um, maybe I want to review that. She's high. Know, but, she's
1: very high skilled So I can't say whether or not she's too good.
0: Because
1: yeah. when when you're t- trying to be a life healer healer healer, it's you're, you're gated to some degree from execution standpoint.
0: Do you think if she was available in the HGC this weekend, she would have seen play? <sighs> probably. Yeah.
1: Because with with Deckard Kane and then it's like it was like Stukov and HGC, I believe, We're like the top yeah. two. Yeah. I, I gotta say though, overall, the uh, the HGC meta is pretty, the probably the most diverse that's ever been in a long time. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting. She's a very interesting hero. I, 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 you'll see her being played in, in competitive, I believe, especially because she has cleanse with not many healers having cleanse anymore. She'll probably be a decent counter to Deckard.
0: Yeah, it was the top three was uh, Deckard, Malfurion Zuko, and Suko. Yeah. And Deckard had th- 31% or 31 picks, 42%. Yeah, percent.
1: he was the most pick for sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So uh so then, you know, we were the other two people that got a little buff. We didn't yeah. get a chance to talk yeah, about Yeah, we need to talk about it last week. Two, so Stukov. Mm-hmm. He, he got us he got I like his new build. I like the uh the postural build.
1: Is it the slowing one? Kind of like the yeah. football I call it the football talent, but that got a nerf. But basically the longer range W and then the AoE W now.
0: You no, know, the postural, the uh the or the, the healing one. Think thing. Yeah. Okay. The little thing—the thing he throws out—that can slow yeah. or damage people. Yeah. Weighted pistol, I think it's called. We gotta be technical, right? We gotta yeah. be accurate on this show. <laughs> be like There's so many.
1: There's so many heroes now. There's yeah. 74 of them. <laughs> yeah. W is weighted pistol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that's
0: what I thought. So yeah, I mean, you know, I think they definitely take his oppressive talents away. Of course, is he yeah they just wanted Um, i think
1: it was mostly to to remove the lurking arm infinite cast with the larger area because there's many areas in the game that basically if stukov positioned properly especially with the longer range at 13 he could just sit there forever and it's like i dare you to come through like through gates during pushes or something like that and it was just it's just not fun to play against um So now basically that limits that build to a four second duration, I believe, which is fine because I don't think like if if a hero is standing in there for four seconds, they're probably already dead. (laughs) Mm. Um, I don't think it was a net buff or nerf. I think it just removes toxic builds. I don't know what build is the best to go yet. I think it's too early to say
0: Mm. Um, give it another week or so.
1: Yeah. Well and we'll see if it gets played in HGC once uh that rolls back around i think you
0: so he this should. W- so this weekend's the eastern clash yes. so we probably. oh it will be live'll uh, be uh, live clash. right or no yes, okay well it'll sure. be like at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> well yeah, I'll probably
1: watch vods of like the the grand finals or something because it's yeah. just so early. <laughs>
0: Expect a lot of hammer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's such a weird meta right now with some of those heroes like meta, uh, hammer, and stuff like that.
0: And then the other hero that got, well, Gina got a small nerf, but then. What was a buff? The big rework. A merc buff nerf, yeah.
1: Because she got the, what was the, the, it was a base damage nerf, but the um, water elemental gets a damage bonus from chilled targets. So that was a pretty big one. But the one you're trying to say is Chromie, right? Yes. Yeah, Chromie. I'm sorry, Chromie, but you're not good anymore. You've been just tossed to the dumpster. <laughs>
0: well, I, th- I think people that are good with Chromey are going to still be good with Chromie. It's the people that weren't so good with Chromie but still managed to make her work. I think they're the ones having the problem with the range and having to auto attack now. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, they're having to make those adjustments and they're not fully... You know, they're still like, oh, you know, a lot of people when they play heroes, they don't know about balance changes and stuff. So nope. they, they take the It happens a lot. <laughs> and they, you know, Like, she changed? You know, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they walk in there and, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't think she's that, you know, when I played against the Kermies, I, you know, even as a healer, I'm biting I'm her as a right. right or, and I'm not having any problems. You know, yeah. I think the fact that her like, um, time traps also can be attacked now. That's, you know, by melee, right? Yeah. So that one escape she had, I mean, she's still bye-byes on people. But, you know, if you can just stun her or something like that, you know, she's done. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so the the big changes is that her dragon's breath is now visible after 0.5 seconds of cast. And that just is a skill nerf for players because now players who are not skilled at looking at the the animations of Chromie, they're able to see that and they're able to move out of the way. So there goes your big burst, and the ranger's nerfed, so you got to put yourself in a little bit more danger. Uh, I, think
0: you can move, I think you can move out of the way if you're on the edge of the circle. If you're okay. in the middle of the circle, moving out of the way is not an option, <laughs> unless you have some type of uh, ability to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Um,
1: but then the other one was that she, her bronze talons, like everyone was saying that was going to be broken, but now the fact that you have to hit a player with your Q, your sandblast, Mm-hmm. Um, to get the activation makes it harder to activate where before you could just spam your Q out randomly, it, like, oh, I think there's a yeah. hero over here, and you can you know, even if you didn't land it, you would still get the bonus damage that could be used either on a, you know, a mortal or something, or even on a hero or a minion or something, whatever it was. Um. So, I don't know, it just seems like there's more tools for people to react against it now. Um, I think just from what I've seen from her so far, if you would have just removed the range off of her core abilities and left everything else as is would have probably been better just to see that where that would just to be a little bit more conservative. Cause I feel like they've, they moved like they toasted too many knobs at once to, and it's like caused too many ripples. If that makes sense. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so now that it's like, Oh, we don't know which one's causing this big of a shift. Cause she's down nine percent as of right now which is a huge change
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, if you see anything that shifts nine percent they've they've overtuned something in s- to some degree um and I, I don't know it's like her before her identity was a burst mage you know blow up combo and now she right. struggles to do that until later in the game yeah so because the so the big other big change was that the q stacking doesn't increase your damage anymore so uh, I have a friend who plays a lot of Chromie and he, basically when we were talking about it, is he, it removes that skill gap of basically a good Chromie could outscale by level, basically if you're stacking your crew really, really fast and you finish that, I don't know, in the 10 minute mark or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the damage doesn't stack anymore, you're, you're basically cap you're capped at scaling level. So you need to be able to get ahead of the game to be able to be more effective, um, so now if chromies fall behind, they're going to stay behind for longer, which is unfortunate, but it's just a nature of the game. So, yeah, I guess if you just want to sum it up from a statistical standpoint of like player skill, basically they chopped both the low end and the high end of the bell curve and put more of it into the middle. So there's less variability between a good and a bad chromie. Eh, that's my two cents.
0: <laughs> I don't play a lot of chromies, so I'm not a expert no no experts. expert. So. Yeah,
1: okay. but yeah, that's just I, what I think. Impressions,
0: but, on I it. Do, but I do play against her, and, and in silver, she gets banned all the time. So yeah, she I still think, gets banned. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if people are going to still ban her. You know, I think right now the the big threat is the um dance You know, if they're allowed to go yes. do their thing with,
1: yeah, you know. is for sure overtuned. <laughs> I had an Asvidan in one of my mm-hmm. games. I got 110k damage. Yeah, I was like, geez.
0: <laughs> He's nuts.
1: Yes. But yeah, so that covers basically last week's bound stuff that we didn't cover. Next, we have the
0: AMA.
1: DMA. Yes. So this is the second of is it three or four?
0: Uh, the second of three that have been announced.
1: Sweet. Okay, I'm trying to... I think this one is the old one, because this is it, matchmake, not match... This is art. Oh, for some reason it linked me to the wrong one. Why did it do that? It happens. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the highlights of the AMA were that, um, you know, they they talked about matchmaking. Um, in, in specific terms, they said that they feel like um, the current... Uh, system is working as intended. There is some minor regions that they're still trying to figure out um, what's the right knob to the turn to, you know, to, to get everyone to gain quicker. Yes. Um, they also feel that uh, the biggest problem that they're going to focus on right now for the next patch or the next major change to matchmaking is going to be um, uh, loss forgiveness, uh, specifically if you have an AI. I love that. (laughs) And then, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's disappointing because you're expecting uh, matchmaking. But, uh, I mean, you're expecting um, performance-based matchmaking. And when I think about it, it is kind of frustrating to lose matches when you have AIs. And I think it is a good idea that they prioritize that above, if if they have to make a choice, uh, they prioritize it higher than uh, performance-based matchmaking. And then the other, see, the funny thing about the AMAs is it's like reading tea leaves. It's like re- reading Blizzard tea leaves and trying to <laughs> interpret what they're really trying to say. And the other thing they kind of said was, well, hey, performance-based matchmaking, um, you know, we're, we're shooting for it this quarter, you know, uh, this next release uh, or the next season. But they are looking to kind of, add more information into it, not just give you a raw number, but to actually tell you how they kind of attributed that number. So, you know, that's, that was kind of, that perked my interest. Like, Hey, we're not just giving what we told you, what we gave you back in uh, January. And you didn't like, yeah, we're good.
1: Yeah. That was like a really interesting point. I didn't like realize that they were trying to like actually make MMR visible for people, which is interesting because, um, I I think before they were they didn't really want to show that to everybody, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. And the MMR visibility is still a little ways out. But what they were talking about specifically was the performance based matchmaking. They wanted to provide more information about how you got that number, that that adjustment. Oh, okay, I I see what you're saying. So, like, did you do enough cues or whatever?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of like what we talked about last week, Right.
0: Right. So, I mean, that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, and then. Hero swaps. You know, there, yeah, hero swaps is also a high priority. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to put it in unranked before they'll put it in Hero League. But, That's um, what they said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that could come out. They also said that um, quick matches matchmaking is going to get the adjustments soon with the you're making sure you get a tank and a healer and each I would match. love
1: that. That would make my life so much better.
0: Yeah, you think got to improve the quality of Quick Match, too. I think yeah. people are getting, you know, kind of disappointed with three specialists versus five assassins. And it just like
1: makes games go on forever. Because maybe, yeah, one team can kill the other team, but the other team can push lanes forever.
0: <laughs> and then the other kind of major announcements was they did talk about Team League, and they said, hey, well... Yeah, you know, this is a weird one. We, yeah, we have a couple ideas here. Should we... You know, uh, how and should we change it to make it? You know, Q has been easier. What should we make it like? It's a special event that only happens once in a while. You know, yeah, uh, you know, they had a lot of thoughts in there, and they, they're asking the community to give them feedback. But what was interesting is I really didn't see much, you know, major major posts after that on Reddit about you know how do we make you know Team League more mm-hmm. inter- interesting for folks and. You know, it comes down to like a, a couple of things in the incentives with Team League right now is that you get higher XP rewards and gold rewards. Yeah, well, for I think the, it's more. Of, it's
1: maybe. a team bonus, right? For queuing yeah. with more players.
0: You get a higher team bonus because of that. Yeah. And that's your incentive, you know. So I don't know. I think people are looking for something similar to what League of Legends did. So. Um, Maybe not an exact copy, but yeah, you know, something that's you know makes people want to play in groups. You know, right now, yeah, personally, I'm kind of avoiding groups. You know, I'd rather just play hero league right now because I haven't done it before. I play with a lot of groups, and there was never really an incentive to play with them other than the XP. So, yeah, I'd like to see something that make me want to play with groups because I like when I play World of Warcraft, I rather play with groups.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. makes everything. I don't know. I, I liked I like playing heroes with more players especially coordinating because mm-hmm. you know that just feels like the natural pace of the game of how to run maps and when it goes well it's like you know it's like a well machine um, but it's just um, I don't know like for me the issue is this having the amount of players on you know maybe we have two people on but waiting for a team league queue is way too long or not worth it because you're not stacked in the favor Uh, from odd's perspective of of getting heroes you want or making a comp you want Um, and then or you just have too many people on and then you're you know you can't play team league then so you have four people (laughs) yeah you're kind of stuck into weird the group sizes it feels like
0: yeah it does you know I mean yeah team league is this weird and a lot of people just want you know to play with a dual queue you know
1: yeah that's what I would probably play more often than not if it was available
0: I mean I didn't you know I didn't really get to do that very much, but you know, right. I can see up people, you know, find it you know you know and more enjoyable than just a, a solo yearly experience as well. So
1: Yeah.
0: And other standard questions about the API. I mean it's important, but it's the not API keeps coming up
1: priorities. all the time.
0: Yeah. So I guess the tea leaves are, you know, are we gonna see these changes in season three? You know, Probably not, and, <laughs> I, and I think you know it. It depends. You know, it could be a big, gigantic surprise, or it could be maybe not. And it's weird because season three ends on September twenty fourth, so we only got about a month for them. Oh week. wow,
1: <laughs> that's pretty quick. I didn't realize so, how f- this is yeah, a shorter so, season.
0: Well, it's the standard season size, but because the season two was wasn't. Mo- oh like, yeah, season
1: so, two was extended by like a week, right? No, a month. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Where was I?
0: You know, it's June 24th and they're like, or something in May, maybe. Like wow. That. Yeah, so. And like you said, you know, like to me, I'd like to see the actual seasonal rewards change. I think that they, you know, if they want to, they should reward people for playing a lot of games, mm-hmm. you know, of your league and Team League, not just, you know, the, the, the participation trophies. I mean, yeah. they don't want to make it difficult for people to get like, the the participation um, icons and mounts. And I agree that I think that's good. But if you put more time in it, like you get and you get so many wins or so many, you know, whatever. I think you should get some bonuses. Like to me, like, you know, a grand master gets like that, uh, that animated uh, icon. Why can't you, know, you get? Oh, yeah, icons yeah. For your league. yeah
1: have a gold or a silver version of the animated version.
0: Yeah, but as long, as long as you meet certain criteria. So,
1: yeah, there would have to know. be some sort of seasonal like goal. That would help incentivize yeah. players to play then. They have more of a, you know, goals to build around then.
0: Yeah. Overall, you know, I would say that I was a little bit disappointed in the announcements, I guess, because you know, I felt, well, I guess because they promised so much in the first two. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't, really they, didn't promise much. Of.
1: They didn't really say much new, is what I would say. It's kind of like all rehashed things that we kind of.
0: I'll say that the the, the prioritization of um, um, loss forgiveness was new. Yeah, that was definitely I think that that and I think learning that that's a high priority for them was definitely, uh, you know, I was glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. And but the kind of the vagueness of some things, you know, I mean, they were pretty concrete about stuff back in a March and April's uh, April May's uh, AMA's this one. They're a little bit more obtuse. So and that's probably because the games come. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't want, want to give away too much. Sense. Yeah, but still, they yeah. did mention but that we
1: Tassadar is going to be. There.
0: Like a rework, a
1: rework. Yeah, and then they said yeah. they said another thing about replay files and games and the game itself consumes less bandwidth. Two to three times, which is that's pretty big for anyone with lower spec PCs
0: or uh, So that was, that's last, not that was as, in the last patch.
1: Yeah, but there was mentioned here in the AMA again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and I think, you know, because people keep saying, well, you know, that's one of the memes on uh, Reddit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, oh, I
1: think that's just the definitely. legacy of the the RTS engine that it runs off of.
0: It works good for StarCraft. Not some, yeah. not well, I energy.
1: think it's mostly because that system was designed for 1v1, whereas this system is designed for 5v5. So the bandwidth issue becomes, you know, mul- multiplicative when you have that many more players on the same screen or possibly on the same screen at once. You know, so- <laughs> that's software engineering stuff that I don't really know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I think a couple other things that, you know, with this lost forgiveness, System that they put in place, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what the scope is, other than you know, someone DCs and you have to play with an AI, but you know, the the part where some people complain about losing lot lots of points because they failed to connect to the match or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm wondering if they're going to try to give some loss forgiveness to that as well. I mean, they didn't really discuss the particulars yet, but I think that's another common complaint on Reddit is people say you know I lost 600 points trying to queue up and you know you know, the game crashed or something like that. Yeah. Something out of their controls. So.
1: Plus, uh this is the thing I just thought of right now is the the AI for. Like they said, they overhauled the AI for, you know, when it drops out and it's supposed to play better. And hmm. I don't know if that was just like scrapped or something because the AI does not play better. Hmm. It plays it's hyper kind of- it, gets, it plays hyper aggressive. It gets picked constantly.
0: Plays like a silver player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like seriously, I don't, I don't know what they were talking about, but like whenever an AI drops out of a game, it's almost better for that hero to not even exist. Yeah. Like. Well, what's <laughs> interesting?
0: Yeah. So what's interesting? They said, and this is another point about it was, if you lose with an AI with the matchmaking forgiveness put in, it's not going to count. You're not going to lose points. Um, if you win with an AI, you will get your points. So that was there. Well, I mean, the other of thing, of course, about,
1: you should definitely win because the people that lost should not have lost.
0: And the other two things they brought up in um, points is they they don't really like the promotion matches between. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a big uh,
1: one. I really like yeah. that.
0: So that might in season three might be removed, which I would be happy with because it just feels like you have to play extra matches for. Nerison. Yes. Um, and, and like I said, the PRA, I'd like to get rid of that. Uh, you know, the negative PRA, I, I don't like that uh, feeling of losing points. You and it kind of makes you st- I stressed like,
1: out, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, negative PRA for a win, you know, like you lose. Yeah. Oh, two yeah, two yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I know exactly what you're saying.
0: I, yeah, that's got to go. Away. I mean, it's supposed to be making small adjustments so that you go up in rank. But I think that most people feel, you know, loss is a loss. And that, <laughs> that's enough for lo- that's enough. Yeah, you don't need to insult
1: the injury, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you want to like, add some PRA because you're not playing in your league, that's fine. But yeah, don't you know make extra loss you know points. And I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's and we'll see match. And and we'll see what performance-based matchmaking, true MMR if that shows up. I mean, these are all good things. So
1: yeah, I think overall it's just all good. There's nothing really bad.
0: Yeah, like I said, not my favorite AMA, but you know I also give them pause because we have GamesCon coming up and BlizzCon. So.
1: Yeah, I mean they're still putting a lot of You know, stuff forward for the community that's keeping, you know,
0: people. And there's another, and there's another AMA in September after the Gamescom.
1: So like right before Blizzard or BlizzCon, not Blizzard.
0: Well, I think it's like sometime in September, like the second week. So, it was interesting about the AMA this week was. You know, they've been doing them on Wednesday, and we didn't hear anything from them until like Tuesday. Like they didn't really say like you know people were asking, is it going to be this week? And I, you know I respond like, yeah, it's scheduled for this week. I haven't heard anything yeah. negative, but it took them like an extra day this time to kind of get everyone together. And um, they did lose their uh, the community manager, Spearin. Oh yeah, he's, he's a no different community, community manager
1: now, right? I, I remember yeah. seeing that on Twitter.
0: Yeah, people are like, hey, he's no longer there, so. Doesn't really matter. I mean, it's I feel like community like, managers you know,
1: are—they switch around all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not really—they're not really like developers or anything. They're just managing the community.
0: Yeah. So I think we—you know—we covered the AMA pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, so this weekend there was this event over the weekend this wasn't there.
1: Yep. It was HGC mm-hmm. Western Clash. So that's all of NA are the top four teams from NA and EU, and we'll have a infographic of all the of like the major highlights of it but basically um so the initial like eighth through seventh probably or fifth through seventh or fifth through eighth places everyone was upset about na's placement i saw a lot of stuff on twitter saying na is booty again and uh that's kind of selling everything short and looking short-sightedly Um, and I'm not going to say about what happened in the top four. Okay, first I should say spoilers if you haven't watched anything (laughs) and if you care. Um, But basically, I think, like, this HGC, it just proves two things. EU as a region is just ridiculous um, from a skill level standpoint. And NA is slowly increasing the gap. Um, But I think, I don't know what it is, but there's some teams... That like when you watch it, this you could probably say this from other sport stuff, but it's like whenever you put them in a the land environment, they like level up and they just like take something from the crowd or something from the environment that just says we can do whatever we want kind of thing. And it's just really strange to see this when it's like this team you didn't expect uh, kind of goes crazy and it just um, goes, you know, especially so the team I'm specifically talking about is Team Leftovers. Uh, they were fourth seed. EU, and I didn't expect anything from them, but the their main tank, Mopsio, he w- was on Zealots last season w- when they took Dignitas to Game 7 during Western Clash, and he was on a team with ADRD, who is now on Team Method, and ADRD is known for being a really high-level strategic player and just all around, they call him a mad scientist when it comes to Heroes of Storm, but like, Mopsio himself, he said it, he's like learned so much from playing with uh, ADRD and Basically, he's taken everything and turned this team leftovers into this powerhouse now, and it's crazy uh, to see that this kind of skill is developing inside of the the Western area or the EU area, and it's just really fun to see like that skill developing on more teams. And leftovers themselves aren't sponsored, so that's really crazy to me. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Like Zealous wasn't
1: sponsored. Yeah, it's the same (laughs) thing. They're still not like. It's just crazy to me that these teams can like push second place in a regional event and still not attract sponsors. Like, yeah, I get it. Like the, the, the risk versus reward is pretty intense, but like this team is proving themselves, like or the players themselves are proving that they can, they have the work ethic, you know, cause they don't have spot, like they don't have managers. They don't have people saying, Hey, you got to practice at this time. You got to be here at this time. You know, it's all them self-managing, right?
0: <laughs> right.
1: So I think that's just like, you can't, you got to pat them on the back and say, you guys are doing something right. <laughs> so the prize pool like for first place was 30 grand the second place was 20 grand and third place was 15 grand and fourth place was 10 so then the rest was divided from there but the other part is that na actually got third place team freedom coming in hot yeah. they were fourth place too right i believe or no team octalysis so. was fourth yeah so they were third so that was good too like you know we had our the the respective Bottom seeds of both regions coming in at second and third. <laughs> and then yeah, no. I know I'm talking a lot about Del- or uh, Leftovers right now, but it's not to be overshadowed by Dignitas, who went uh, didn't lose a single match the entire tournament, which just proves that they're just head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Uh, like, just skill wise, it's just insane. I don't know. I don't know what else to say Then how I don't know who like who their coaches are, or is it just player skill or whatever, but it's just it's hard to be that good at a game that's evolved so much. So I guess we could talk about the the different picks and stuff like Meta overall. Sure, sure. I, don't I mean,
0: so we're looking at, uh you know, the pick
1: bands, I, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, most banned was um, still my which was kind of interesting. You know, yeah, there's with all the.
1: So they're, they're, yeah. she came up a lot initially like so the first day like the you know the f- seven eight maybe sixth place they didn't come up a lot and then Maev got like banned like crazy um and what i would say to that is that there's something about Maev when you put her in like she doesn't show up during league play at all but then when you put her in a regional event with Lan, she just becomes like a monster and i think it might be because of her latency issues kind of like a Zeratul, where it's like you got to nail it or it doesn't have any impact at all. And so when you can kind of make sure you're going to land something 100% of the time, she just becomes a monster. And there's some pretty cool comps you saw where it was um, they call it the pinball combo, where you have Maev with Yorel and Johanna. So you have pull in, knockout, and warden's cage. So you just got this ping pong ball effect happening. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And it just looks insane. Like you just, if they get the right condemn and these heroes just bounce all over the place, they're just you know you. That's a lot of seconds. You don't have control of your hero. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Still get a wombo combo. But, yeah. And, my, and, and Medivh was banned a lot too. Almost yeah. uh,
1: Medivh is interesting because he's. So, I think that goes into kind of the playstyle of some of this. So zealots. Or not zealous this i'm gonna keep saying that leftovers playstyle is aggressive and team fight all the time and when you have a, a hero in the game like mediv basically what that is is a team fight negator so he automatically just says if you wanted to fight you can't fight me anymore or if you want to fight we're going to just shield and we'll portal out at any direction and you know better look next time you know um and, and i think that is what's Medivh's main selling point, because he can choose the engage. He chooses the yeah. disengage and he stops any sort of blow up attempt unless it's on him. So he's really he's really annoying.
0: <laughs> and I will say this, you know, out of the what five or six years that have been released, you know, not counting. I mean, um, all of them were either uh, most of them were all picked or were leading in uh, bands. So yeah, we had you're not wrong. Play. Yeah, Blaze. You know, I love uh, Blaze.
1: He's such a yeah.
0: He has forty-eight percent. So yeah.
1: all-around pick.
0: So yeah, Blaze is a twenty-five percent pick. Yeah, forty-eight percent pick rate. Um, Mayev, you know, banned uh sixty-five percent of the time. You had Phoenix picked uh thirty times for sixty percent. Decker Kane most picked thirty-one uh, thirty-one times, forty-two percent. Ural made it in there. She's uh, you know, at a 41% pick rate. So, I mean, you know, all the new heroes. I mean, Blizzard is, you know, you know, making heroes that the the professional teams want to play. So that's really that's good, kind of too. I mean, like, I feel like I should put more time on Ural and Lerner because yes. I, I like the Solane sometimes and I, I just don't. I didn't have to put as much time. But of course, Murden, you know, he's a staple now, too. He was He's a, resistant to burst. High.
1: I think that's really why he gets picked so much. Yeah um the only other thing i could say like adding into url is she just doesn't die like it's it's gonna take at least two people to work around her herself sustain just to, to, to take her out most times and she just basically has zero effect when it comes to um like mana sustain like she just doesn't need to worry about it like i was playing earlier today and i went against the Probius. and normally like most heroes would kind of struggle against Probius wave clear not your L like she <laughs> can't really like beat him, but she doesn't like lose as long as you're not standing in his warp riffs. like it's and if you land land any sort of combo, you can take him down to half health with your E and your your Q in just one combo. Like, it's crazy um, just putting it in perspective there.
0: Hmm. So there's the top three supports that were picked was uh, Decker King, Malfurion and Stukov. Doesn't look yep. like people are prioritizing cleanse right now. No, I mean, I it's we,
1: weird. It's really strange. Um, I would think that so just from what I, I would mean, think.
0: Go ahead. I mean, I mean, some of the heroes have unstoppable, so I mean, that does help. Yeah, but, with garage. Know, yeah, but I guess, you know, teams are starting to put a high priority. I guess if you need something like roots or something that my hearing is your, your go to. <laughs> but uh, with. Yeah. uh why, I mean, we might see the cleanse come back, you know, in the meta.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be interesting because with Deckard being the most picked healer, he he has that interesting like because his AoE rue, right? So no one can right. beat that. Even if it's a single cleanse, it's hard for yeah. anyone to beat it. So it's it's interesting state for that like cleanse stuff. Because Malfurion was the only one that has the multi cleanse, but it's not a full cleanse. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird because before cleanse used to be like the highest, you know, differentiating tool for a support, right? But now yeah. now it feels like how much CC does this support supro- provide? And I think some of the stuff you can like look at is. Uh, Zalea on Team Dignitas, some of his playmaking stuff that he'd had during Western Clash was just, like, it was him setting up, like, Lornadoes or something that completely turned fights, or, like, set up fights to be won. It's just weird to see, um, you know, a lot of people get upset on lower levels, like, supports aren't of playmaking heroes, they're just heal bots, that kind of, you know, argument. And that's kind of basically gone at this point, I think.
0: So do you feel like, um... This uh, this mid season brawl was as good as the previous mid season brawl. Really? Um, um,
1: I think leading up to the grand final, yes. But once it got to the grand final, it was kind of like, mm. you know, it, it didn't it didn't have the same bang as you'd say.
0: Not the same drama because it was the the, the other one. That was, it was it went four, to game three. seven too. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I think that you know the fact that. You know, team, David and is kind of just mowing through the competition.
1: Yeah, team, D. you guys know? just so good that it's hard to like see him then losing, I guess.
0: I think, you know, one of the things I'm going to say, and this is probably controversial, maybe it's something I'm looking forward to BlizzCon is patches, right? Um, yeah, they always play like a patch or two behind what we're playing right now. And sometimes to me, like when there's been significant meta changes, it makes me kind of I don't know. I mean, I don't have as much value on the HTC when we're playing when they're like when we have significant meta changes and they're playing a patch yeah, that's not hazard, the lag but, time. Yeah, I mean, I want to like it, you know, but in the game, in in the same token, um, it feels like you know, I'm playing something they're not playing anymore. So yeah. it's like it 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 you gotta use it just a little bit. Um yeah. so I guess you know, with BlizzCon, hopefully they'll we'll be all everyone will be on the same Relative patch, you know, maybe not have the new newest heroes, but they'll have, they usually are like, they usually have most of the 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 stuff in there. Um, you know, because like at last BlizzCon, I think there was some controversy about a hero, and and they, here did get added to the BlizzCon. So,
1: yeah, they, I think they had, they, I think it was last BlizzCon, they had some pretty big reworks, like changes for meta shifting just Mm -hmm. prior, and then that like led into. BlizzCon, which was nice because you want to see like the meta shake up right before the biggest event of the year. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um But yeah, so like since it's not playing on a current patch, like obviously there was some Stukov pick, so he was picked forty-five percent of the time. Right. That isn't indicative of his current power level, obviously, because he's not like that's not him now after his minor rework.
0: Right.
1: But the way I look at it is the core kits of those heroes are still the same. So positioning and how you use the basic abilities themselves to set up plays is still more or less the same. So that's how I I look at it. I look at it from like, maybe I'm not playing the game right now, but I look at it as like, okay, what can I take away from this? Um, And like the big takeaway I got from this one is looking at Mopsio's Diablo um, and the way he plays it, which is very much the old school kind of playstyle, where hyper aggressive engage with the the q so the shadow charge into overpower and then the reset at 16 to, oh, to the shadow charge that hero out and he did that so many times he would just set up kills and granted he does need to cool down his aggression at some points um but overall it's pretty good like it, it really made me like see diablo as like like before, I, I kind of didn't like his rework because I was like, man, the old playstyle of Diablo, like charging in, being that bruiser and, you know, setting up that pick for your team didn't feel like, you know, because everyone's going the flame stomp build. It just felt like a little eh. And, and seeing that build, it kind of really like reawakened that like, oh, Diablo is that playmaking tank again for me. Right. And now I've been playing him and playing that build. And so you'll see a video of that probably sometime soon. Uh, it's more of a hybrid build, not like picking into one talent or one particular ability too much. But yeah, it, it's just really fun to see like these play styles that you don't expect, like that you can't think of on your own. And then seeing the pros do it because they're working in a team setting. But then being like, OK, that's how you play that. And then you, you try it yourself. and You're like, OK, I see why this is a thing now.
0: Yeah. So, so this weekend we have a Eastern Clash, you know, so that should be you know, relatively interesting as well. Yeah. Um I don't, I don't think anyone's not predicting Genji to go all the way.
1: <laughs> I like how everyone just calls it Genji.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but we might be able to see, you know, some interesting Chinese play. I, mean, I like the meta you know, I shift. I
1: just like to see what they prioritize.
0: So, I mean, you know, I think it's going to be two uh, uh, South Korean teams in the uh, most likely. in the finals. But yeah, but it'd be interesting to see if a Chinese team was able to kind of, you know, you know do the le- leftovers, uh, <laughs> type yeah. of yeah, uh,
1: and uh, unfortunately, I don't think that that's really too much of a possibility in that region. Unfortunately,
0: yeah.
1: I'm not sure exactly.
0: So, I think you know, transitioning out of the HTC discussion, yep. um, one of the things I would like to say is Lehorn, um, uh, one of our ma- mods at uh, here's uh, Reddit, <laughs> here's the storm, here's the storm, he does a Wednesday kind of breakdown of all the. HTC action um, and so that usually gets a lot of it gets some attention there so check it out if you're you're you wanted to figure out who's, go, who's who this weekend uh, it's always good so another kind of important thing that's happened this week last week we had the uh, how to complain on reddit
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we storm. talked about
0: this, that a lot <laughs> so this week we had um, a lot of people posting about this bug that they were experiencing after the patch where um, they the games would lock up they would lose Points and stuff. and it, you know we were getting like a couple of posts a day on that. Wow! Finally, uh, uh, one of the users, uh, Zanfair, Faz, he contacted us and he said, "Hey, I'm tired of seeing all these posts. Should we do something about it?" And like um, Thunderclaw's like, "Well, why don't you make up a meta post and we'll put, and we'll stick it." So that's what you see up there right now is uh, that you know there's basically there's this bug that's affecting certain people, um, and he gives a couple like five things you can do to kind of uh, uh, try to resolve. The problem, uh, the biggest one is like if you have any overlays, like Discord overlays, turn that off. Um, oh, really? That affects
1: components.
0: it? Yeah, you know they're trying or to figure out chance. what. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's been a couple of solutions that Blizzard's posted, um, uh, you know that uh, you know you might want to try as well. But the bottom line is, it sounds like the game needs, you know, they need to fix oh, some cut some cool. bugs in the next major balance patch or something like that. Makes sense. But it's good, you know, if you're experiencing these problems, maybe, you know, if you haven't played in a couple of days and you don't want to lose the rank points, maybe just play some quick match and see if you get, if the bugs affect you. And then if they do, then go to the reddit uh, post and kind of break it down and see if you can resolve it that way. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is any external programs. Maybe make sure uh, uh, you um, uninstall and reinstall the game. Uh, that sometimes cleans uh, some crap up. So. Yeah. But it, it's important enough, and it, def, it definitely is causing some people. But it, uh, the meta post is pretty comprehensive. And, you know, we can sit here and talk about it. But it's a bug. You know, beware. <laughs> you yeah, know, don't want to thinking
1: Just as a side note, too, is uh, anyone that uses like the overlays for like discord or anything like that, or just overlays in general, uh, those are pretty uh, like hardware intensive. Oh so if you do have those on, you're going to slow down your machine pretty pretty substantially. So I've, I've t- turned off almost all of those. Like even the, uh, what do you call it? There's um, the NVIDIA streaming service, that one. I've turned off that one too. Like, you just don't want to have those on for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I, I
0: don't have them on myself.
1: Yeah. It doesn't do you any good, so.
0: So since that time we've had uh, two um, Discussions we have them on Tuesdays and Thursdays, yes. And on last Thursday, we had Jaina, she was up, and you know, got, you know, got a lot of uploads. We had it up all weekend basically because no one took it down, and I was preoccupied <laughs> with uh, family matters and you know, playing some uh, here's uh, playing some World of Warcraft, getting my heroes up to date. And it's you know, I was you know, maybe I was karma farming a bit, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, a lot of good information there. Uh, I, I think you know, it was funny. It was, um, not paradox messaged me through uh, discord. He's like, Hey, you forgot my video. <laughs> Cause he did a recent video on, uh, oh, really? you know, like his, his, yeah. So I, you know, I went and I said, well, you know, if you commented on it, you know, people would get a kick out of your comment he, and you can get some free karma on it. And he's like, he didn't really respond to that. So I just went ahead and added it to there. So, um, yeah, there was yeah you know, there was definitely some good uh, some good video instructional videos. Obviously, there was a Kala instructional video for Diamond and Silver. You know, not Paradox had his his build, his Jaina build. Um, I tend to kind of go with not Paradox's builds. They're very Hero League focused. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to play a hero, um, you know, I usually kind of go his builds. And I have did his build like you know uh, when I picked Jaina up here and there and. It works pretty well, you know. I'm not a Jaina player, though. To be honest with you, it's yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, but
1: not a mage person.
0: (laughs) I I guess because she's you know she can get blown up, you know, if she's out of position. So that's just maybe in my league. It's you know there are other better Jaina players that like to play Jaina. I'm just not that person. So
1: so the so the one thing about Jaina is one she has the damage requirement to unlock ice block, so she has to. Usually, if you're a skilled player, you probably get ice block around 13-16. Uh, but other than that, her abilities are very much like close ranged, and you basically you press your cooldowns, you cycle them, and then you're done. Like you have no other options for the next probably eight seconds realistically. So I don't know. To me, it's just. She's very limited on her her usability. She's great for rotational wave clear, but she's good at camps too. Yeah, I I mean I'm not saying she's a bad hero or anything like that. I'm just saying that she's not my first pick if I had. Um, like personally, I value mobility over like burst. Like I would pick Lee Ming over over Jaina if I had it. Like unless I was specific going for like a zonal burst on some sort of objective type control, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's bad. Uh, I think she's great with her alts. I think she has really good uh, diversity from her alt perspective, which is good. There's not many heroes have
0: a, that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are highlighting that at 13, you really should be taking Icy Veins. That's what separates the good Jaina players from the average Jaina players. That's the cooldown
1: reduction, right? on an activated. Yeah.
0: Right, activate to make Jaina's basic abilities, cooldowns, recharge 300% faster and reduce the mana cost by 50%. So. That's basically you walk up and you bo- just blow crap up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's that was you know, what most people were kind of highlighting is that that's you know if you're going to be a good Jaina player, that's the one ability you gotta prioritize and know how to how to use at certain situations. So and I definitely and I agree. know.
1: Yeah. yeah, I agree with that.
0: I think my biggest, you know, change I like to see from Blizzard is they actually make a Jaina you know, skin that's from uh Battle for Azeroth.
1: Oh the new the new Jaina model looks just amazing.
0: Yeah. I think they they need to prioritize that. I can see that. <laughs> a Dread, but Dreadlord Jaina was pretty good last year too, so
1: Yeah, I think I have that one. I haven't played Jaina in a while. Maybe I should make a video for Jaina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think like you said, uh the the um what was it? the uh, level 10 uh, elemental. Yes. Um, water elemental with the buffs uh, so, with yeah. the balance patch. They they've made that a little bit more attractive now because yes. they can benefit from all of her her chill
1: bonus damage. Yeah. Which, by the way, is kind of dumb. Uh, so ma- the math of the storm, he did a a balance notes on that. And basically it can now solo heroes almost every squishy in the game if it just attacks that one hero
0: <laughs> Crazy. so yeah you know, it's interesting if it the pros when they pick when they pick Jaina you know in each matches they always take some of water element there's no ring of frost but yeah but I looked the, at a bunch of the builds
1: it's really moved away from the that like you know like the wombo combo jaina of old like you know alpha style play um
0: yeah, but like in here, league now or in league play, you know, it, the Ring of Frost is always chosen. So I'm wondering yeah. if that's you know
1: perception, maybe. I'm not sure because yeah. a lot of people still think about like they want to land that big AOE, you know. Whereas I think pros kind of can, because of the added communication that they have, they can, you know, use water elemental target that one hero they want to go for. And you know, like pull the switch basically yeah. a little bit easier. So maybe that's why they pick water elemental. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's because it's, you know, part of the blow up comp. Right, that's what want I mean. To delete things. Yeah. And then they want to slow things down too. So I think it's, you know, you get more precision because you can control it. Whereas yeah. the Ring of Frost. You micro it. You know, people are not going to stand on Ring of Frost. So it's like, no. Especially pro players. Yeah, because so they're used to it that delay
1: too. That delay right. is pretty noticeable.
0: Mm-hmm. So the other here discussion we had was that yesterday was um, murky. Yeah, you know, we, you know, finally we got to the murky. I think we we have one more specialist and we're done with specialists for this year. Well, at least for for now. Yeah, you know, for now and the recycle.
1: And unless, until so until they um, release yeah. a new one, which I don't think they've actually released a new specialist in like since what is it, Probrius? Probably.
0: Probrius is the last specialist. Right?
1: So maybe they're not ever gonna have another specialist, which I most likely assume at this
0: point. And what's interesting is we got a lot of passionate, murky players, but they, everyone kind of had the same kind of uh, vibe. Is that he's under he's under tuned right now. Um, okay. The level 13 uh, changes that he got recently. That's actually a nerf. The, 10. the armor yeah.
1: changes, right?
0: Well, I think he's like, yeah, it does. It's like it's percentage of health now, or. Percentage health versus his, uh, he had a bubble before. Yeah. Um, armor. He had more armor before. Yeah, something. it was like
1: 75 so, armor and now it's like yeah, something. That's a
0: percentage heal. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't like it either. It's basically a nerf. It's weird. I don't, so I don't really like heroes that are designed around split pushing and, like, his mechanic is cool, but I don't know how you, like, balance that properly. Kind of. Like, it's just. It's just a weird hero mechanic. And I'm not saying every hero has to be balanced for professional play, but just in general. Like, I I remember back in the day when Murky used to be able to, uh, you know, use the March of the Murlocs as a sieging tool, and now it doesn't do that, but people still use it like that. It's just weird. Um,
0: What's funny is he was picked in, in, at least in this past season, he was picked in four HGC matches. Really? Uh, Yeah.
1: Not what I would expected.
0: Yeah, and a fifty percent win rate. Fifty so. <laughs> yeah. percent. Hello. Huh. Anyone home? Good oh, well, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not. It's not like that. Here, discussion is going to make me want to play Murky anymore. Right. <laughs> Never less. Yeah. I mean, he just. I think you know he's an annoyance, and I think that's the. That's, the that thing is exactly is like,
1: the best way to explain him, as a hero.
0: I mean, he's a split pusher. You know, he's an annoyance. Um, But you know, there's so many heroes that can just delete him from the game. You know, and you basically you're doing a four B five. You know, so it's like
1: and I think too the uh, the amount of players that can like delete his egg or his pufferfish now is like really high. You know, And, and having that that like utility where. They changed that easier earlier, where people are like, "Okay, we want to be able to, you know, make him have more counterplay with Pufferfish because no one could kill it back then. And now there's just so many heroes that just just obliterate it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I remember like when one of the reworks he had, I remember when MF Tank did a video, he says, you know, tanking Murden And and, like, you know, basically Murden was he was a tank. He was a warrior. (laughs) Right. As a specialist, most specialists, they, they scale and they do more damage, he was like, he's like a little bit like Gazla, where he can scale and be more of a warrior, like an offlaner tank, you know, so um, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, so that pretty much sums up the, the two hero discussions. Tomorrow we're going to be doing Kel Vazod, So, Ooh,
1: um, that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are, you know, down on the quest talents, so maybe they're, you know, I definitely, yeah you know, when I play with Kelvazod and, you know, the, the bottom line is get your quest done
1: ASAP. But, uh, we'll
0: talk, <laughs> yeah, uh, ASAP. We'll see what people have, you know, uh, have to say about them. That's interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, one of the things I, I will point out is Math of the Storm. They did an article uh, where they kind of did their rundown of all the heroes and where they're at currently in the meta and maybe things that they should do to improve them. And um, the, the two I'm going to pick here, you, know, you can pick your two. Um, was uh Anna so in Anna he says a uh, scrap the vampire darts instead of uh, make her grenade apply a long range hot when Ooh, she uh she hits cool. herself. So, one of my my pet peeves about Anna and I've been playing her a little bit more because on certain maps she does have she is a little bit more meta right now. Um, at level uh four, I like to take um, what is it, uh, airstrike, which is. So it's a cooldowns 12 seconds and it's an activate the uh, use of bio grenade with 200% increased range. With the grenade thrown uh, this way, it takes three seconds to land, but it also reduces the, um, the bi- biotonic, uh, biotic uh, grenade cooldown by four seconds. The problem with that I have about this is that it makes a gigantic yellow circle. Now, people naturally do not stand in yellow or red. <laughs> they... Yellow to them is like caution. Why don't they make that a green circle? Because you know, then people would stand it a little Yeah, bit more.
1: I think it's because it's from Overwatch, and Overwatch uses yellow as its green or like the healing. Yeah. Because that Lucio circles the same way. But yeah, I get it.
0: I mean, the bottom line is it's like, hey, you know, I tell people like I have to message it I'm taking bio, I'm taking a uh, you know, airstrike, airstrike at level yeah. four. If you see a yeah, airstrike. if you see a yellow circle go stand in it and I try to put <laughs> it in a position where they want to go stand in it too but sometimes you have to throw it in the uh, middle of the pile <laughs> so yeah like, you and know, just Anna's cross your bow. fingers or, oh, yeah but that's you know out of, out of all the, the things that Anna does I think that's the one thing that you know because I think the grenades are very powerful so and I usually take at level thir- 16 I usually take uh, uh, contact healing by a uh, Biotic tick grenade heals for thirty percent more per ally and enemy hero yep. hit. So you do get more value when you throw it in the middle of the pile. Yeah. So
1: that's interesting. I, I find uh I don't know, for some reason but that biotic grenade just slips out of the radar for me. Like I understand it as an electroza counter and stuff like that, but I don't know why. It is that this idea for the build is never like rang true for me. But there's those Annas that when they play man, they're just so they just it's like they just can't kill anything for some reason.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you put a lot of poison on stuff, and you know, you you can. I I, you know, I also take a level. I think the thing about Anna to me is she's a little bit like Deckard, and if you take um, what is it a, uh, a level four or level seven? Sorry, uh, debilitating dart. Mm-hmm. So here, e e and then you debilitate and dart. (laughs) You basically have a permanent slow on someone for like, you know, forever. Your team can just go kill it. Right. Okay. (laughs) So I usually ping the target, sleep in debilitate and dart them, and hopefully everyone gets the message that you got to jump on that guy and kill him. (laughs) So
1: it's like, hey, that's the guy we're killing. (laughs) Yes,
0: I'm the tank now. (laughs) So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like Anna. I mean, you know, she's I'm starting to like playing heroes with a bit of utility. I like, you know, I like my uh, my Deckard, you know. I'm liking Rhaegar, you know, I'm liking Ana, you know. I mean, these three heroes, I think they have really good kits, you know, to yeah. make you know, for team fighting and, you know, and the playmaking. So I've been taking them a lot more. Um, you know, Lili, eh, you know, a lot of other people like to play her. I'm not a big fan she, of that. I just
1: think Lili is so meh. And whenever I have someone pick her, I'm like, I get it. You don't want to play support, so you just pick the one that's, quote, unquote, the easiest.
0: But You know, what's but, interesting is I've seen some Lilies pick W build and go dra- Dragon and be very effective. So,
1: interesting. Uh, I don't
0: know. I don't know yeah, either. It's weird.
1: I, I would rather not have Lily over anything else. <laughs>
0: so, is other... Uh, so, uh... The other thing they pointed out in the article was Kel'Thuzad, you know, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. And I think his recommended small Q-dot damage buff. He he thinks the the Q needs a little bit more damage. Um, And major buffs to power the Ice Crown. While 30% of spell power would be a lot for most heroes on Kel'Thuzad, the effect is severely diminished because he's he's balanced around his trait, providing most of his spell power. Um, so he's saying. Furthermore, the spell power doesn't stack very quickly. So he, that's his like okay. his take on. Um, I can see that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Another one, uh, junkrat. Offset level four. mind quest. Yeah, you know, he's right because basically everyone just takes. The the, uh, the stacking the Q damage. Yeah, basically. There's not, you'll you know, never so.
1: finish it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I've actually finished it. So the fact times. that you
1: finished it is insane to me.
0: Well, if Z- the game goes like 20. If the game goes 20 minutes. You can finish
1: and you're hitting multiple heroes per queue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, That's the thing you build into it. Yeah, I know his biggest. I think the biggest uh, write up he did was on Lucio. He yes. Basically, just, you know, just he basically rewrote the entire Lucio. Because
1: Lucio is so in need of help because he's just so squishy and doesn't get anywhere.
0: Um, he's a low-level gem. Everyone likes to play him in low-level <laughs> play.
1: Because he's fun, and he doesn't feel like a healer.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, he just zips around.
1: Yeah, you're just moving around. It's all very positioning-based, which is really bad to play as a low-level player.
0: Um, so he says, like, level one too many talents, and I agree. I mean, there's everyone's just picking... Uh, uh, accelerando so it's like you know, looking at the list really,
1: and the only one that really sticks out to me like from my my like kit is probably um arthas and mostly just because of base model development and fixes mana because like he runs out of mana so fast and he just he's just old, you know, he's one of the oldest heroes yeah. in the game at this point. And they did kind of like a micro we work on him. I would say last or probably around this time last year or so. Right. Because right. he, was, he was like meta for maybe like half a season and okay. then he just fell off again because he just gets poked out. And there's so many AA heroes like uh, Phoenix now that'll just kite him forever. Right. And it's just whatever. Uh, funny thing here, is in his opinion, he says, No realistic way to balance the he- Butcher. No realistic way to balance a hero for Hero League or HGC. Butcher is plenty fun as, to play as is, but the core hero design just won't ever really work for HGC. Even a really high Hero League, Butcher can be lethal when picked late into the draft. He does much better in uncoordinated environments, which is absolutely true. Um, let's see. He said something about Rexar, which has kind of covered what we said last week. He says consult Rexar mains for build diversity,
0: <laughs> which is funny. Um, yeah, he's right up on Diva. She suffers too many talents. I agree um, with that. Level four. So much. And then, not Paradox did a uh, video of why the pros don't pick Diva, and his conclusion was basically that because she counts as a whatever her mech blows up or half, you know, half a kill. Yeah, it counts as half a kill. There's, you know, you're basically putting your team in experience uh, deficit. De- so because yeah, if Diva
1: ever dies, yeah,
0: so he feels that that should be removed. You know, from the if that was removed, that he thinks that because she, she can be rather impressive. You know, but she I think
1: decent. There was a point of time where I was playing Diva a little bit because she could like outlane Dahakas if she was a Dahaka counter for a little bit. Right. Um. But yeah, I I don't know, like like they said level 4 talent is just weird. And then yeah, I I, I kind of thought about that, you know, the deficit in, in XP cuz you can basically feed off a diva, like a butcher can feed off a murky, right? Right. But the XP is even better because you're giving it to your entire team even though it's only half a kill. And I guess that's actually kind of interesting point to think about for Rexar too cuz Misha gives experience. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I I kind of agree. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah, Yeah, maybe even a skill thing, right?
1: Because if you can get away, then it's fine.
0: Or a quarter of XP. Yeah, or just make it less of a big deal. One of the things I thought was the garage, you know, the body check needs love. And I I agree because like, yes, you know, I played body check builds. And I used to
1: in the beginning before Groundbreaker and, just became too core to his play style.
0: Like I've only played it in quick match, you know, basically it was a bruiser build. And I didn't really thought I was that effective with it. You know, I mean, like, I feel like, you know, you're better at taking the e or the Q build and you know, if you're going to do. It. So I agree with that. I mean, I'm not sure what to do. I mean. Okay. Uh, besides,
1: besides buffing it like substantially or something, or like making it a short range charge, I don't know.
0: Maybe add a slow to it. I mean, it already has it a slow. It does. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is a slow. So it's a. It's, yeah. Oh no, it might be that might be the second talent. But body check is the. Oh no, it says buff the slow, but yeah, it's cooled out slow. damage of the slow. Yeah, but yeah, it's mostly irrelevant because it's, it's just like. You already have slows on your kit built in. You already have like like you already have everything you need kind of as a hero. You're mm-hmm. just kind of gated around cooldowns for the most part and your own combo, like your own mechanical skill. So.
0: Um, yeah. So body check, Um, activate to do 111 damage to a target enemy and slow them by 30% for two seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's that. No. Long. And the I mean, and the range is
1: very close to like activate that.
0: Yeah, you got to be point blank. Yeah you, <laughs> so
1: yeah. you literally have to be like as close to, or close to that melee range to make it work.
0: So and like mean, Decker, Techard, uh Sapphire is actually to increase the slow of the, ne- of the next garage cube by 30%. Right. That's on his um, basic ability. <laughs> right. So if you take Sapphire and so on, um,
1: um uh, The only thing, like, let me see, is it on here? Did he say anything about Phoenix? I'm surprised he didn't say a lot about Phoenix.
0: So the Harada crew throw uh third Harada crew deal ad damage to all enemies in an area, slowing them uh, by 35 percent for 1.75 seconds. So you had another 30. So it's like 65 percent slow. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't Whereas know. I that mean, is I just
1: like a 30 percent slow or 40 percent. So
0: right. And you're point blank. So I mean, you know,
1: yeah. and a cube is in an area and that's one hero.
0: Yeah. I mean, you figure that he body checks that he would throw, right? You know, cause like yeah, because like you can't get out, can't get away from. Him, or so. you or you throw yeah. them
1: body check? That kind of thing. Um, my, my one thing I would say here is that Phoenix is still He didn't really think a lot about Phoenix, which is weird because.
0: I think he's still a bit overpowered.
1: I think he's very. Like, I played one game because that was another hero that was picked a lot in the HCC, Phoenix. And you would see, like, the really good players, like, snitch on Dignitas. And he would just be able to kite people around and, like, do hyper aggro things and not be punished for it because he's got that extra shield and stuff. And it's just like, that hero is busted, you know? Because that hero because he has a shield he's like okay I'm safe you know and then when the shield goes down oh he's like okay now I need to get out and you know it's just it's just weird and then like level 20 he gets the emergency shielding so when he takes fatal damage he gets the full shield again so he basically gets two two health bars almost not exactly but it's a lot of effective HP and I don't know if you have a skilled micro like if you can micro your auto attacks really well you can be really oppressive down the hero, which is fun from a skill level standpoint, but really hard to deal with from like majority of the hero pool.
0: I think this, you know, this, you know, kind of state, you know, kind of solidifies to me. Chaos OS is uh, uh, just is really good. He's a really good author. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's probably one of the best authors we have in Heroes of the Storm right now. And
1: just from a math side of it, cause he's really good at like thinking about from a high level decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, within the within the community to be able to help point out things to the devs. Because he's not just saying like, I feel like it should be this way because I love this hero. Like He's actually spending the time of doing the math of like, what are these talents actually doing behind the scenes? And like, are they actually effective? Like, from a, ba- like a real balancing point of view. Not just perception. Which is important. Not to say perception isn't important either, but it shouldn't be like the basis of why things should be changed.
0: Is there any other thoughts you have?
1: A- no, I think most of the part I, I didn't really spend. I glazed over this, but nothing's really sticking out to me from um, other things in, that you said. Other than I gotta read more into Lucio because I like Lucio's really in like really mathy, and I don't play him enough to be able to have a good opinion there. Um there was an interesting point on Tassadar. People were saying make him an assassin, which would be interesting, um, because shields just make the game uh, that that playstyle people don't like to play against, and it just makes him into this, you know, because it just enables so many playstyles that it's just hard to balance the hero around having a shield, I guess, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I played him a lot last year, and, you know, when his damage was, uh, you know, before the uh, <laughs> heroes the and, you know, he was pretty good. And I think we had that discussion. So, yeah. I, mean.
1: I like what he said here, though. He said, he said ideal would be remove Q, make him a rage assassin, and give him license support to enable a science vessel hero. So I don't know if that makes any sense to you from StarCraft, but I assume that's a StarCraft reference. Yeah. So... So anyone who's a StarCraft fan, you know what that means, and this probably would be a fun playstyle for you. I agree. I think that kind of wraps it up. There's a lot of links here for people to look in and dig into and get some ideas to play. Um, Other than that, don't be afraid to be a content creator for this game because there's lots of stuff that needs work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of content creators, I, I haven't really... I, I know that this exists, but I haven't really caught up with it. Um, Heroes Lounge has been doing. Um, inter- I've been doing a series with Cavalier Guest, and I think it's like Cavalier. He's been writing up the stuff, but then they mm. they sit down and do a, do a rundown, um, uh, going over the uh, the content. It's like educational content. That's cool. Um, yeah. So I think maybe next week we can maybe we can uh, discuss it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, this 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 podcast is about learning. (laughs) Absolutely. We do run down the news, but, uh, you know, so maybe, you know, share some things that we learn in that. Of course, I got to fit in some time because, you know, I am leveling two tunes, you know, and here's this War, Yeah, I know.
1: I got to, I use, I use World War, or not World War. I use uh, Heroes as the decompression from playing, from leveling too much. I'm like, like, I need more action than just these same buttons over and over again.
0: I think the interesting thing about uh, World of Warcraft is it's like a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it, have your daily quests. It, it really is. I would tell people
1: that. I'm like, I don't need a second job in the form of raiding. I'm sorry.
0: It's like a part-time. It's like a part-time job, you know, because you, you know? have to get your hero to a certain certain gear score and stuff. And, then, you <laughs> know, once you do that, then you get to start playing. Whereas the, the thing I love about Heroes of the Storm is you just
1: you jump just in. Start playing. You just go. Yeah. yeah. You just pull the, pull the yeah. ripcord
0: yeah and then uh, last week they also released the uh, uh, war chest for StarCraft and I haven't had a chance to play um, StarCraft to kind of oh
1: yeah uh,
0: what are well what they did was they made us. so you had a 50% XP bonus for um, the co-op commanders which oh, I yeah. have set that level to 15 but I'd like to get the next couple you know get all of them there but you know <laughs> Those are always times this thing where they, cry, you know, I'm surprised there's not a Diablo expansion coming out today.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just not more and more stuff to You Should have had like a new event
0: happen in Heroes. What was it like last <laughs> week? Did they have like a they had a Hearthstone? I I was playing Hearthstone. Oh yeah, there's last a Hearthstone
1: too. expansion, right? The right. the Goblin I, ones that looked really cool. Yeah, I haven't played like it, but um, i It looked cool.
0: But, I, you know, I saw I got off that treadmill back in March. I mean, I bought the I bought like, um, you know, the the uh, the pack of cards. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that's like, That's how they get you. You buy like, the pack of cards.
0: And I was like, mm, I'm done with this. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's yeah. like, well, when Big Brody left, I was kind of like, well, I mean, and then, yeah, the general gist of it was the medic got kind of jacked up really you know, uh, as well. So I mean, so, I mean, it's important that they do jack up the meta because then that, that's how they keep people it. You can't stay you can't let it stale, but. But, you know, when it's when it's changing that quickly, I mean, for for a game that you pay for, it, I was like, eh, no, I'm off that treadmill.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I know. I can only you can always like, that's my thing right now. is like I can only focus on so many games at once. And I have so many games I want to play that are not Blizzard related, but Blizzard takes up more majority of my time as of right now. Yeah. Cause I, I got like Monster Hunter World, and I got like No Man's Sky and a few other games here and there but like you know I got other things going on <laughs> now I'm doing this podcast and my other podcast on my website and stuff like that like and I work a full time job I don't know how I have time to do all this stuff <laughs> I don't
0: know but you know next week is going to be our fourth episode I know it's amazing just it's like ha- crazy
1: just <laughs> happening just, just make it happen you just do it
0: <laughs> do we do we celebrate like one month anniversary do we have to do like I, it was funny this year was like <laughs> I like a, um uh, was it um the nexus podcast with uh, uh Kyle and uh yeah uh they um had their i think there was like their 50th or 250th episodes so wow that that's crazy or two, <laughs> no, or, no 200th episode that was what it was
1: that's so crazy though so, to get to 200 episodes just talking about one topic. Like, oh, yeah. broadly, Heroes of the Storm. Well,
0: that's they've pretty, been friends for like ever like, since high school. Yeah, th- so.
1: they're, they're They do a TV, right?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. TV. They I've- so. <laughs> so, yeah, it was one month. That's crazy. I know. But, yeah, it's funny because this is the one game I like to talk about. Yeah, now I know now I got this. It's like it's like it's like. It's like I broke up with this girlfriend, World of Warcraft. <laughs> and then she came back, so now I'm gonna spend all my time with her, and then we're gonna break up again. I know <laughs> in like three months. Yeah, pretty <laughs> three, much. Yeah.
1: In three months, when it gets boring again, and you're like, okay. And then there'll be a new patch, and you're like, fine, new, new, new dungeon or whatever, or the raid.
0: <laughs> what? Anyway, so what broke me up from World of Warcraft Legion was I loved the first part of Legion. I loved. Patch 7.05, seven1 ones, one oh five, but seven two they reset the artifact. They kind of moved the gold post. Oh yeah, where
1: you got the like extra bleeding.
0: ranks added to it? Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, and then the, you know, I did enough to get Pathfinder done and get my flying, and I was like, I'm done with this expansion for now. I know all my mm-hmm. friends stopped playing. And then what I heard was like the raid content in seven two was just so hard. It was hard. Like, it was breaking. Yeah, it was no, no, not Argus. That's seven three. Oh, seven it was the two one was before the, uh, that. The it was the Gul'dan, like, mm-hmm. and it was so hard. It was breaking guilds up and shit. So, wow. So I was like, Whoa, yeah.
1: that's intense. I haven't heard well, of stuff like that in a while. <laughs>
0: well, you know, a lot of the progression guilds like broke up. You know, even like uh, you know, yeah. like I said, like I said, the old girlfriends back in town. Yeah, my wife. My wife's a little bit disappointed. <laughs> She's, she was. I thought you're not going to play that game anymore. <laughs> it's like
1: you know how many times well, I said I'm, stop playing. You know how many times I said I've quit. <laughs> <laughs> Too many times.
0: Well, only... I did not quit. It just I. I don't. I mean, it's you, an extended I, break. I, I, mean, honestly, I was like, I was really not going to. I was. I was seriously going to cancel the collector's edition. But then my friends all got back on Discord and they're like, "Hey, you want to play?" I'm like, no, <laughs> you? Like,
1: God dang it. (laughs) You would come back now. Well, cool. I think that is a good point to end today's episode.
0: Yep. Well, thanks for uh, listening, everyone. And we'll be back next week with our fourth episode, one month anniversary. So tune in. All right. This is LDAP, and I'm going to be signing off.